0: of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Good morning to you, or good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is while you are listening to this. This is the Act of Worship podcast. I'm Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, and um, great to be back here today, this week, discussing matters related to worship, theology, and culture. And uh, last week, uh, I discussed Islam and how it is the polar opposite, and how it has the polar opposite worldview of Christianity. And uh, today, I am going to be discussing, I think, a very relevant uh, topic in modern contemporary Christianity, and that is the usefulness of lament in a contemporary Christian context. Um, a lot of times we don't think about lament. Uh, we, we hear the word, and many of you will refer to the Book of Lamentations, which certainly is a large lament, um, but what we don't think of and what we don't see employed very much in our local churches is Lament. Of all Old Testament genres, lament is perhaps one of the least understood and misrepresented. Uh, a lament, uh, while it definitely is a complaint, it holds a deeper root of understanding about God and his sovereign power than perhaps most people realize. And someone who laments uh, should have in mind not just a complaint about an undesired external circumstance— um, but the purpose of God's action to allow that circumstance to happen. The Book of Lamentations is perhaps the most striking example of biblical lament, but numerous other examples are also present. And so, an overarching model for lament um, is the Book of Lamentations. And it gives us, it gives contemporary Christians insight into the unchanging character of God and our own connection with what the people of God in the Old Testament went through. The book of Lamentations itself is made up of five poems. Um, Each is an expression of grief over the fall of Jerusalem. Um, It's like a eulogy at a funeral. These are laments intended to mourn a loss. In this case, the loss of a nation. The latter half of chapter 3 implies that the purpose behind the book's graphic depiction of sorrow and suffering was due to produce hope in the God whose compassion is new every morning and whose faithfulness is great, even to a people who have been condemned for their own unfaithfulness. And so the author, while not identified in the book itself, may have been the prophet Jeremiah, who was said to have uttered a lament for Josiah in 2 Chronicles uh, 33-25. Lamentations was probably written after Jerusalem's fall in 586 B.C. And so what I'm going to do here is examine and determine the usefulness of lament in a contemporary Christian context. And in doing so, three truths are going to be conveyed. Number one, the truth of the New Testament parallels of Old Testament lament. Number two, the truth of lament's vitality to write doxology. And number three, the truth that nothing new exists in this world. And upon examining these truths, it should be concluded that lament is not only good for contemporary Christianity, but also necessary. We're living in a day and age when lament is, um, you're, you're beginning to see it more. Although I wonder if the heart behind it is right. Uh, certainly there are just reasons to lament. But are we doing it correctly? Lament is certainly not unique to the Old Testament. New Testament parallels exist. And so while the Old Testament um Contains considerably more texts in the genre of lament. uh, Several New Testament texts proceed from the Old Testament concept. The author of Lamentations passionately laments over the Lord's anger with Judah in chapter 2. And this is not to suggest that the author doesn't understand the justice in Judah's destruction, but rather that he laments over not only what God has done, but also the underlying reason for such destruction, namely the people's wickedness and rebellion. The author here writes in Lamentations 2.1, how the Lord in his anger has set the daughter of Zion under a cloud. He has cast down from heaven to earth the splendor of Israel. He has not remembered his footstool in the day of his anger, uh, similar language is offered in Matthew's gospel. When Jesus proclaims a woe to unrepentant cities, he declares, "And you, Capernaum, will will you be exalted to heaven? You will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works done in you had been done over Sodom, it would have still remained to this day." Now that is a very telling. Uh, Lament, a very telling woe that Jesus offers. I mean, when you think of Sodom, you think of the most evil of evil. And Jesus said, had these mighty works that I did, so that for which humanity has lamented for ages has not changed. Lament, specifically utilizing the Old Testament model, is also useful for contemporary Christian audiences because nothing has changed. Solomon declared that there is nothing new under the sun in Ecclesiastes. The issues God's people encountered in the Old Testament are the same issues that persist today. So, that for which humankind has lamented for ages has not changed. To list several examples, racism is not new. Murder is not new. War is not new. Division is not new. And child sacrifice is not new. You're thinking, where where's child sacrifice? We call that abortion. So, lament should not be neglected in contemporary Christianity. To neglect lamenting is to ignore the reality of evil when truly Christians are called to do justice and to love mercy, Micah 6.8. And so, to do justice and to love mercy is to hate evil. The author of Lamentations writes this, This was for the sins of her prophets and the iniquities of her priests, who shed in the midst of her the blood of the righteous. Lamentations 4.13 The sins with which the author dealt are the sins, the same sins that subsist in contemporary Christianity. We see these same sins today. They are not new. And so lament is necessary for healing, because without first lamenting, God's mercy will not be afforded. And lament gives voice to sorrow. Those who remain silent remain complacent. And so regarding contemporary issues, which surely existed in the Old Testament, they're not new, silence is the weaponized tool of of preference for Christians who want to ignore issues like sexism, racism, and classism within the majority of our churches. And we can't be naive and think that this stuff doesn't exist. It certainly does. I am one who thinks that uh, often these issues are overblown, but they are evil in and of themselves. And so if they exist in any form, shape, or fashion, we must do what we can to fight against it. Corporate lament is useful in contemporary Christianity because it affords God's people the opportunity to acknowledge both the wickedness that exists and the power of God to heal it. The evil of racism, murder, debauchery, and and more than that was present in the time of Lamentations when that was written. Uh, When when Israel, after Israel was, um, was destroyed, after Judah, Jerusalem's destruction. Jeremiah, if you read the the, the book of Jeremiah, you understand that uh, he grieved for his people. We must do the same. Lament could certainly happen in stages, but the first stage has to be vocality. The book of Lamentations, although likely composed by one person, is offered as a collective lament of Israel. And so when the lament was offered, a voice was given to the people of God and therefore sorrow over their destruction and the cause thereof. In a similar way, God's people today need to have a voice to offer God in lament. Injustices that exist today are not new, but must be continually fought by the church. God's people today experience the same feelings of abandonment and sadness as did God's people of the Old Testament. So the book of Lamentations could mirror the church's cry today. Lament is useful, not only useful in contemporary Christianity, but it's also necessary. And so God's work in the lives of his people should stir such conviction that produces lament. The church is linked to those whom lamentation speaks of and confront the same issues and sins. Nothing new exists under the sun. In other words, we do not face any new issues today. And so while Old Testament, the Old Testament offers striking laments, it's profitable in contemporary Christianity to lament over the same items. And so, in conclusion, lament is useful and it is a necessary device. God's people have offered lament since the beginning of their existence. The book of Lamentations might be considered the most prominent example of lament, but it is certainly not unique in its genre. Moreover, lament is is not exclusive to to the Old Testament. Not only does the Old Testament model of lament exist in New Testament texts, the employment of lament is useful for contemporary Christianity in that God's people need it to rightly worship, and they face the same issues God's people of old did. To judge the usefulness of lament in contemporary Christianity it's, it's good to understand the connection God's people today have with God's people uh, during and around the time of Lamentations. Jesus promised, in the world you will have trouble, John sixteen thirty three, And so to ignore the reality of pain and the presence of evil is to live a lie. And so lament is certainly useful for contemporary Christianity and should be executed with wisdom, with understanding, and a realization that the one true God remains on the throne and extends his matchless grace to his people. And so let us be people who worship rightly by lamenting rightly. We are the people of God. We share a connection with the people of God throughout history there is certainly reason to lament, but hear me, there is reason to hope because our hope is in Jesus Christ. So may we be a people who lament rightly, but also understand the hope that we have as Christians. Thank you today for listening to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.